Hey, hey, what's going on to all my kings and queens and in-betweens? It's your girl, Miss B, Queen B, dropping in on y'all this week with another episode of The Tea with Queen B. Hey, friends. Hey, guys. I miss y'all so much. I'm so sorry that I did not drop an episode last week. Due to some technical difficulties, I just had to relax, release, relate, regroup. So I can start back fresh this week and come back and do ball-headed hoe shit with my friends. You guys. Because <laughs> I am knee-deep in quarantine right now. So y'all are definitely like my best friends right now. So hey, virtual wave from across, you know, the the sound waves. How's everybody doing? How's everybody holding on, holding up? Once again, here we are. Here I am. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the show, um, buckle up because you have no idea what you signed up for or what might come out of this mouth. I am not responsible sometimes just happens like word vomit if this is not your first rodeo with the show and you're coming back i appreciate your entire life thank you for dropping in week after week y'all got them views going up okay boo got some subscribers you feel me (laughs) like i said i'm gonna count my little victories y'all can't steal my joy this is the fifth episode y'all i'm so happy to even say that that you know this journey for me is more than just talking my shit with y'all week to week this has really been a labor of love for me and something that i've been thinking about for such a long time and the people who are actually really serious about it a lot goes into just creating really good content for everybody to listen to week after week so i truly appreciate all of yours or whatever so you know i always have to start the show telling y'all something crazy that happened to me or just what i've been going through this week and i think that i am in this state right now where i've accepted my reality about quarantining and i'm just in it to win it at this point i'm not necessarily missing any friends i mean i speak to like my mom and my sister every day and you know have facetime conversations and things like that but i'm just more concerned with making sure my house is in order and keeping my family safe so you know while everyone is just itching to get out i've kind of accepted my fate and hunker down with my social media and taking care of the house which social media I realize is has gone through this kind of wave like I really love to get on the shade room and just kind of see what's going on with everybody and at this point they're reaching honey I mean reaching so far that their shoulders should be dislocated because there's nothing going on there's no one to spot out anywhere or something that happened at the club they can talk about or people fighting I mean you have to stay six feet away from each other so these these news sites you know, TMZ and Shayram and, you know, all whatever, they're like struggling to come up with this content. It's all surrounded around, you know, COVID because it has to be, you know, keeping up with what everyone's doing while they're in the house. And people are also getting a little bit more comfortable online as well. 
Um, I've noticed <laughs> because the savagery is at like an all time high right now. I asked the question on Facebook. I love Facebook. People be hating talking about people who use Facebook are old, but Facebook be shit popping for me. That's where I be grabbing all the teas. But I dropped a question and asked, you know, name a celebrity that you just can't stand. Child. I mean, honey, the shadiest of shade, the biggest palm trees, honey. The 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 comments came from left and right, up and down. It was a post with like over a hundred comments. And I don't get like a lot of comments on my stuff. You know, people more so like it, but y'all had zero fuckets shall be given with this status. It was everybody from Trump to Beyonce to Tiffany Haddish, Gabrielle Union. I mean, people like literally had zero fucks about saying who they just couldn't stand as a celebrity. And it's funny to me that even now we have that opinion in the first place because at some point in time in Hollywood, it was more so about the glamour and what service or what lane of entertainment was this person providing you, whether it be dancing or acting, singing, comedy, or what have you. You only decided whether you liked them based on the merit of who they were as a performer. We didn't know enough about them as a person to be like, I don't fuck with them. They funny style. (laughs) Now, there's no such thing as privacy. There's no such thing as privacy. So, we're able to, even if just in our mind, have enough information out there available to us to say, this celebrity, for whatever reason, is a terrible person. And that goes back to really asking yourself can you separate the artist from you know the music or separate the actor from what they've done this can be said for you know Michael Jackson you know he's this great ultimate performer with this seedy dark you know past filled with accusations and rumors and all of these things but there are some people who totally choose to separate they they don't care what he's been accused of they just know him solely for who he is as the artist. And <clears throat> I don't know if it's important for us to get back to that or if this is just the evolution of people moving forward saying that, no, the artist and the person are one and the same. And, you know, like R. Kelly, you know, he's a phenomenal musician, hands down. You can't take that from him. But knowing all of the things that you know about him puts this personal, you know, puts this personal spin on your value and how you interpret this person as a human being. And now it's like, damn, I want to feel on your boo your booty but I can't because you're a motherfucking pedophile and I can't fuck with you and I gotta listen to you real low in my earphones on the train so other people don't hear and I'm still listening to R. Kelly you fuck the church's money <laughs> but yeah people just literally went ham and it was crazy another thing that <clears throat> I have noticed through the quarantine 
is that people are reaching out a lot more. People are, I've gotten phone calls from people that I haven't talked to in a while. You know, people just checking up on me who, you know, even some people who have said to me, you know, I know I haven't talked to you in a while with all this time on my hands. I just felt like I needed to reach out and say something. And I know that there are people out there who might not think that that gesture means anything because this person is only thinking about you in their downtime. But I think that we should turn that and see that as a positive that during this time, where our minds are a bit more clear and things are a bit slower that we can just sit down and be reflective and try to reach out and strengthen some bonds that may have weakened just because life has gotten in the way. So if somebody that you haven't talked to has reached out to you in, you know, this time period of quarantine and you know don't take it as oh now a bitch want to reach out to me because they're not doing anything nah this person is just being reflective and they're reaching out because they miss you and they want to reconnect like I think that's super important anyway moving forward on this day in history April 27th I am recording, yes, on a Monday. On this day, April 27th, I have to start off by saying happy birthday to Lizzo. Insert celebratory emojis, honey. Why men great till they gotta be great. I live for her. I've been listening to Lizzo for a little while when people were kind of just labeling her as the weirdo. And... I don't know. I I really like a lot of her music. She's kind of, she was in that underground sector for a little while where people really didn't know about her, but she was kind of, you know, getting a lot of this um, attention and then she just blew the fuck up. So happy birthday, Lizzo. Love you, girl. I'm pretty sure she's in front of someone's video camera, scantily clad, twerking for her, whatever birthday this is for her. Happy birthday, girl. Shout out to you. Also on this day, in 1961, the West African country of Sierra Leone gained its independence. Shout out to them. Sierra Leone was under British colonial rule for 150 years. And that's just absolutely ridiculous for, you know, a country with its own morals and values and practices to have someone just come in and invade them and say, you know, we think that you're doing this all wrong and you guys are fucking savages and giving all these fucking people British accents over here in this country in Africa. Like, that's fucking crazy. But so glad that they do have their independence now. I have a few friends from Sierra Leone. I love y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all. Also on this day, 1994, all South African citizens of all races were able to vote in a general election. 1994. Like what? 1994, while we were, you know, over here watching the box videos and, you know, emulating TLC and all this other stuff, there were... You know, people still fighting just for the right to vote in a place where they live and reside and pay taxes and all of that. Like, and that's that's the thing that boggles my mind and all, you know, war and all of this, you know, civil conflict and things like that. 
bills still got to be paid. You still want tax money from people. There are still things that you want to go on and move on seamlessly without a hitch. But you're causing all of this confusion really just to be in control. Like, that's crazy. Anyway, if you guys have any um, on this day in history fun facts or, you know, just historical facts in general. I love to know the meanings of words. Um, I like birthdays and just historical facts that pertain to, you know, important things that happen in culture. You can, you guys can always email me little fun facts. I love going in the mailbox and just kind of going through you guys' letters and things. So let's stop real quick, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, if you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, the piping hot tea this week has to deal with online dating and just dating in general 2020, how we're going about navigating it and just existing in this fickle world of dating in this day and age. Um, Last week, I was actually invited on one of my really good friends, Instagram live show. Her name is Heather Shapiro. She's a comedian, an actress. She writes. She she's just like this Ivy League educated, brilliant mind, and I absolutely love her. And she asked me to come on her show, just a little um Instagram live show that she has called Thinking and Drinking, where you give out relationship advice and just you know kind of shoot the shit and talk with people and she kind of wanted a lesbian perspective because she's like you know I'm a you know white Jewish straight woman (laughs) you know I, I don't always have the perspective to give to other people and people might not want to you know for me to give them that advice basically and although I love being the lesbian perspective for some people because I feel like I have a good handle on I hate to say what it means to be lesbian because it's it's just indoctrined in you, but just a good handle on like the world and how to navigate it. And, you know, I'm just, I'm in it. I'm, I'm a part of that world, but I had some reservations about doing the show because we're just so different. And I didn't know if her audience was going to be able to receive me. You know, I'm like this, I'm, 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 I'm this, I'm sophisticated ratchet. I'm this hood, smart, funny, but I'm this larger than life personality. And she's again, like this Ivy league, you know, Spanish speaking Jewish lady (laughs) who just like has her shit together. So I didn't know if it was going to mesh well, but I love her so much because we were really cohesive and in a way that I didn't expect us to be, but we've been friends since middle school. And I just 
really loved and appreciated the opportunity to be on the show because it put into perspective for me how ignorant, not in a bad way, how ignorant some straight people can be about the world of LGBTQIA people and that there are differences, whether, you know, we fight for equality and, you know, our rights and things like that. It's just different. (laughs) Shit is different. So, um, some questions were being presented during the show about where do lesbians go to find each other online and how does lesbian dating happen and how is it different? And I I had to sit back and think about it because when I was younger and first coming out, that was something that really scared me that am I going to be able to find Someone who will be attracted to me or someone who even knows that I am gay for me to say, yeah, I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you uh, or, you know, I want your number or something like that. So, you know, there are probably plenty more women who have no idea how to navigate that world because like, I live in the city, you know, I've been in DC for a really, really long time at this point, And I know where to go. I knew the little dive bars where, you know, I could meet women. I knew that I could go to Fab Lounge or Faze or, you know, certain nights I can go to Bistro Bistro and there could be my crowd of women there for me to meet. Because along with not knowing all the time where to meet someone. It's also about finding your crowd. And that wasn't all necessarily about me just being lesbian and finding my crowd as an openly gay woman. It's about finding my crowd my culturally. And also, you know, like-minded-wise, you know, I can go to... I've been to functions where... This crowd of lesbians who is here are not the type of people that I would hang out with. And then I've gone to another venue where the caliber of people are just a little bit different. Everyone is dressed a little bit different. The vibe is a little bit different. It's a little more grown and sexy. Like, you know, atmospheres dictate a lot as well. Because, you know, there are some people who say, oh, you're going to party at such and such. I don't party with that promoter or, you know, that venue because this is the crowd that they bring in. So I can totally get where, you know, some people might have some misgivings about actually going out physically and trying to meet someone when maybe you don't present as quote-unquote gay looking. I I get told that all the time that I don't look gay. And I really want to choke people when they say that because unless I'm masculine presenting, you wouldn't know that I was gay anyway. And even if I was masculine presenting, there's no guarantee that I was gay anyway. So, yeah, that's just stupid. Kill yourself. Um, But... Just that notion can be applied to, you know, a heterosexual situation or, you know, two men or whatever. 
just finding your crowd. So I was talking about POF. And at this point, if you don't know what POF is, it's Plenty of Fish. It is a dating website, a.k.a. The Trap, a.k.a. The Dungeon, (laughs) a.k.a. like Buyers Beware. I, I don't know how many other cautions I can put on top of the website POF. Now, I shouldn't say it's all bad because I've met some great people off POF. Literally every woman that I've ever met off of POF, I'm still friends with to this day. And I probably have about three or four women in my life who are genuinely just awesome friends to me. No matter the circumstances in which we met, we might have met on a, you know, I'm trying to get to know you thing, but it's like, nah, we're just better off as friends. Now, on the other side, I have heard absolute horror stories about POF, about people being catfished, um, (laughs) people who have nowhere to live and they're trying to, you know, come up on their next living situation, pillar to post. It's, it, it can, it can be a little bit crazy, but there were so many people on the live show that had never even heard of POF. Because you have Tinder and, you know, I don't I don't really know about a lot of the swipe right websites because I've never encountered them. I am what they would now consider the old school. I came up with Black Planet, Downlink. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't have a girlfriend off Downlink, you weren't doing it right. <laughs> but now online dating is such an acceptable thing it's that now we have programmed our minds to be able to decide whether or not you're a fucking serial killer by looking at your profile picture like that shit is crazy that shit is crazy but these websites do have to prove themselves and do have to have some sort of rapport with people before other people want to go and use it. I mean, I didn't know anything about POF until someone said to me, have you heard of this site? And I went on and I liked it that you could control your settings to where only women could, you know, interact with you. So you weren't getting a bunch of, you know, men trying to holler at you and, you know, all in your inbox. But now, you know, once you do find the safe space for you to do some surfing and figure out, you know, if you want to engage with someone, now you got to figure out how to be a clever bitch. And that's where you lose a lot of people. You got to figure out what am I supposed to say through writing to convey to this person that I'm cool, that I'm funny, that I'm not an idiot, that I'm not a serial killer, that I'm not a stalker, and that I'm an interesting person. And now there's just like this MO of, you know, oh, I'm I'm a foodie. I like to travel. Like half of it's bullshit. Half of it is complete and utter bullshit. I will tell you that. It's bullshit coming from a person who has bullshitted 
And not in a really bad way because I like to present myself as the person that I am. So not in a bad way. But have I bullshitted my way through a dating bio? Absolutely. And as a heavier plus size woman, I will say your best photographer ain't got shit on a fat bitch who knows her angles. Okay. Dead ass, like, I don't care who you are, what degree you have in photography, a BBW who knows her angles is a dangerous mother hunchy on a dating website. I just tell people all the time, objects in mirror are fatter than they appear. (laughs) Just so there's no confusion. Because a good angle will have you in love with all the wrong things, honey. But now it's like you have to say something clever or, you know, be comical or intriguing, you know, in the first sentence of your profile. And someone made a great point in the chat and said, you know, I hate when I see people that say they don't do drama and it's like well by you putting that on your profile kind of insinuates that you've been in some sort of drama because I have yet to go onto someone's dating website profile and they say yeah I'm looking for that drama <laughs> what? like there's no need for you to say whatever that that goes without saying but you know, it's it's just the, the way to go. And I was saying on the last episode that, you know, years and years ago, anyone who was willing to meet someone offline, you were like straight up a serial killer. Like, I will never forget this, y'all. Pause. Story time. I think I was about 15, maybe. Maybe I was 15. And I had been talking to someone online who said that he lived in my neighborhood or whatever. And we had been exchanging words for a few weeks. And he asked if he could see me. And again, I'm naive. I'm young. I'm dumb. I'm gullible. So I said, yeah, I'm going to meet up with him. And I went to go meet with him. I walked from my house probably about now that I think about it it's probably a good 30 minute walk that I will never forget it's Roby Road this really long winding hilly road in the back of our house that went down to the elementary school that I had went to and it was getting dark I remember like leaving out not telling my mom where I was at I think I told my sister where I was going, and, like, I just rolled out. This is before, you know, I had a cell phone. (laughs) You know, I didn't have anything on me, no weapon, no anything. I'm going to meet Drop Dead Fred. I I don't fucking know. But when I got to the meeting place, which was the elementary school, he was a lot older than what he had said. He was fat and nasty, He was a whole fucking slob. Nobody else was out there. No one else was out there. There were no cars in the parking lot. No, nothing. And, like, we met on, like, the back steps. And I was 
instantly uncomfortable instantly like the second that I got in front of him I knew bitch this is where you fucked up at <laughs> because I was automatically uncomfortable like he was ogling me with his eyes and just I mean this nigga has to be in his 20s no doubt and like he just didn't he didn't even sound to me the same because we had a few conversations on the phone so he was trying to be like really touchy filly and like wanted to touch my butt and like try to get all close to me all up in my neck mind you I'm like 15 like you know, I'm just way out of my element. I was, I just dove into the internet without even thinking twice about it. So, he, yeah, he made me really uncomfortable. And, like, he was kind of making some, like, sexual innuendos or whatever. And I basically told him I had to go. I mean, I played it cute, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a little fly girl, you feel me? I read the book. You know, I, I played it cool. But... The whole time I was walking home, I think at even one point I might have cried because it was the first time that I had put myself in a situation that made me automatically regret it as soon as I was in it. And when I got close enough to my house, first of all, Mom Dukes was standing outside. <laughs> Black Mama 101, my mom was standing outside waiting for me like, where the fuck have you been? It's dark now. It's dark outside. I have walked there. I have walked home. My mom got the belt in her hand, like waiting outside. I think the first thing she did was grab my ponytail because my mom was famous for that. Like, she loved the good ponytail grab it was like I'm authoritative over you bitch but I don't want to whip your ass you feel me but like I think my sister had ended up telling her but my mom was just so mad and I couldn't understand why she was just in her feelings you know what I'm saying so bad about what I had done until you know I had just replayed what happened because you know he could have taken me he could have threw me in his car and rode off with me into the sunset. There was a back path where we were at. He could have done anything he wanted to do to me. So that kind of made me leery at a young age of, you know, who I could deal with and just how I was going about being on the internet. That shit was crazy and shook me. But now it's like the new wave and the new thing to do. And now you even have younger children with access to being online you know wanting to hook up and all that this wild shit I mean to catch a predator is ridiculous but it is the way of the world now and now we just have to figure out how to navigate our way through it and what to say and how to present yourself as like having some sort of swag I don't know for me I'm I'm a naturally um confident person so I really was just being me show a little side shot a little booty talk a little shit on your bio and just wait for your inbox to be popping now pause confidence confidence can be a really really good thing or a really really bad thing because you need to decide before you hop in my inbox if you should be here okay If you look like the bottom of my shoe, 
you should not be rolling your ass up into this inbox. But, hey, you never know. I mean, there's somebody for everybody, so whatever. Um, I, I was also saying that a good way to hook up with someone is through friends or through mutual friends. Um, just because there's some sort of trust there, even if you find out that this person is not right for you, they're coming from someone that you at least think in some sort of way is worthy of your friend, you know, talking to them or what have you. I personally um don't really like the friend to friend handoff because in the lesbian world that that could come with a lot of underlying a, a lot of underlying bullshit. In the lesbian world, your quote unquote friend will have had relations with a woman, with a girl, and still try to hook you up with this motherfucker because it wasn't quote unquote that deep. So Tread lightly when you're trusting friends hook you up with friends because I have back in the day had friends who introduced me to someone that they said they were not interested in and then me and this person decide let's get to know each other and then it comes out that there was like some crush or something going on there all along and now you guys are happily ever after in a relationship after you introduced me to them and you know what that's some lesbian shit anyway (laughs) i don't have a problem with you know friends introducing other people or you know oh i i know somebody that would be great for you i know somebody that you would really like i mean i was in a whole relationship with someone that a family member introduced me to and i end up really liking this person now that bitch ended up cheating on me and is now married to the girl that she was cheating on me with the entire time shout out to you courtney hope you're living your best life <laughs> That's just the way that it happens sometimes. And you just got to kind of play the field. Um, I've been in a relationship now for quite a long time. But honestly, if I had to create an online profile right now, like I don't even know where that shit would start because I'm so honest with my girl now. It's just like... I got to keep it real with you. I can't even be cutesy anymore because I haven't had to do that in so long. <laughs> That's funny. But you you have to be careful too. You have to be careful when your friends try to intervene. Because when your friends get involved in your love life or they feel like they were directly connected, then they can start getting a little bit too involved and when you feel like there are always three people in your relationship, that might not be the best way to go. Meaning, you know, okay, like for instance, I don't know if y'all have been watching Insecure, but I know this season is a little drab. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for this bitch Molly to yeah. 
I'm ready for Issa to just figure out this is not the friend for you because that bitch be hating, okay? And you don't need a Molly in your life, okay? When you have friends intervening with your love life to the point where you stopping somebody from coming to speak to me and willfully you know, try to apologize or whatever. Like, that's my business. Molly got to go. I'm not even going to totally get into um, Insecure because I have so many grievances about it. Even though I love the show, I have so many grievances about it. Anyway, I don't know. Um, You know, I feel like dating in general in this day and age is just... It could be a scary thing anyway. I think the best thing for you to do is just to present the realest version of yourself that you possibly can without giving too much of yourself away because there are certain parts about you that someone should have to get to know. Oversharing is a big thing as well. You don't want to overshare. You don't want to give away too much of yourself on you know, a personal dating profile or even meeting someone in general for the first time or bumping into someone at a bar. Keep things light, keep things easy, but, you know, fill out the personality of a person and kind of try to start to pick up on some things that might be red flags and asking all the right questions because a lot of the times we want to present the best versions of ourselves and sometimes they're who we think we are and not who we really are so you have to be really careful with that because you don't want to start this huge lie and then you just have this snowball effect where things just get worse and worse and worse so definitely if you're meeting someone online or in person and you think that this person is, you know, someone you'd like to get to know, definitely mention it to someone that you consider a friend or a family member that you're close to just to see their perspective on it. Because a lot of the times we're just diving right in. And when you repeat some things to other people, they could be like, hold on, wait a minute. Something about that doesn't sound right. Utilize your resources. Honey, I will Maryland case search someone with the quicks. I <laughs> don't let me learn your first and last name because the internet is here for good things and for bad things. And sometimes all it takes is a little bit of Google to get some perspective on someone, even looking at their profile. I like when I was dating online, I like to see them in a different element. I want to follow them on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere where I can just kind of see how they like to move on social media and how they present themselves. So it's just about being careful about being safe, about making good choices and Again, just being open and real. I know that a lot of people are home alone right now. So online dating is probably, you know, flying off the charts right now. Just make sure that you're not getting so bored that you're kind of missing things that are showing right up in your face. And if you are online dating right now and it's going well for you, keep doing what you do, boo, because... People are finding love, getting married, and all of that from, you know, 
dating online. We've come a long way from like the eHarmony days where you got to fill out, you know, 200 questions for them to match you up with someone that you would have never thought you would have been with in the first place. So just make good choices and you'll get good outcomes. I haven't had any really, really bad experiences online. So thank goodness for that. As always, we're going to close the show with a feature business for this week. My near and dear friend Shayla J just launched an online boutique. It's called Shop 1024. I absolutely love her products and services. She does customized frames. I have so many glasses. I love glasses, love glasses. She's done a custom bling pair for me. And I'm just waiting for outdoors to open back up so I can stunt in these frames for y'all because she's so good she pays attention to detail and definitely check her out on instagram her insta is shop.1020.4 that's spelling out all the words shop.1020.4 i just love her she does like one-of-a-kind um pieces accessories does a lot of upcycled items as well and just kind of just gives them this fresh look and it definitely feels exclusive when she makes something for you i love her i will be visiting her soon to get some new hot shit because i feel it it's getting a little warm you know, we're wearing masks, but I'm always in a frame, honey. That's for sure, for sure. As always, I love to hear from y'all in the inbox. It is always open. Podcast at gmail.com. That's queen, the letter B, T-E-A podcast at gmail.com. Next week, I'm definitely going to dive more into some listener letters and opinions. And I just love hearing from y'all. I'm so excited that you guys are actually utilizing the inbox just to talk to me and dialogue and give me endless feedback i love it stay tuned y'all we'll be back next week with some more hot tea much love and light y'all peace